Ladies and gentlemen, tonight on the magical history of Knox County, we find out what happened to Abigail. That is, she's not here right now. Uh, so I apologize if the, the banter is off or non-existent. <sighs> what a week. Uh, before we talk about where things wound up, I think we need to talk about where they began. On my way into work Monday morning, I saw a flock of starlings. That's not unusual in this part of the country. Pretty normal, actually. I didn't think much of it, uh, but that afternoon, Lumily and Dividit got this call. Hi, is, is Abigail there? I think, um, I think something's wrong. There are all these birds. <laughs> Maybe I'm overreacting, but it seems like they're following me. They're just starlings, but I saw them carrying something. I couldn't tell what it was, but I think it was bleeding. Then the next morning, Ned got this call at the station. This is the station, right? The one with the magic show? I need to talk to those biologists, Lumily and... whatever. Something just attacked me. I was out in the yard, and these birds just... descended. A hundred of them, maybe two hundred, and they just came after me. They were small, but they could bite and peck and break skin. They were fragile. I think I crushed a few, running away or, or broke their wings, trying to push them away from me, but they just kept coming. It was like they were possessed. I called animal control, but they said it wasn't possible. They thought I was crazy. I know what happened. I don't want to go outside. Is there anything you can do? I doubt Ned thought much about that call, but this came in the next day. Please save me. Please save me. Please save me, please! Then this, to Lumily and Dividit. I... I don't know who to call. I'm pulled over on Route 62. There are these birds. I just saw them fly over this farm. When they went down, I, I couldn't see it anymore. It, it, it was like a plague. They ate everything. The crops, the grass, the animals. It's all just gone. Just... just dirt and bones. I'm just past the bridge over the Mohican. By... by Brickhaven, you know? I, I can see them down the road, but it's like there's this point they won't go past. They flow around it like... Like water in a bowl. That was, uh, intense, but none of it rung a bell with me, so I looked through the station's archives. The information I got was limited, but here's what I knew off the bat. The flock is a creature of magic, an enormous flock of birds that operates with a single mind. When they coordinate their efforts, they can be immensely destructive. That wasn't a lot to go on, so I arranged a meeting with Lumily and Dividid at a farm near the site of that last call. We needed to solve this. Permanently. The flock really doesn't leave a trace. The Levee farm was gone. All of it. Grass, trees, buildings. Nothing was left except for the soil and whatever the birds couldn't eat. Metal, stone, plastic. The dirt was soft, almost tilled from the flock plucking out grass and insects. A pit, the only thing left of the Levee farm, was already beginning to implode in on itself. It was quiet. I never realized how quiet a place could be until something eats all the bugs, all the leaves, and all you have is wind on dust. It's lonely. Empty. Dead. Oi! Mordecai! Lumily and Dividit clambered from the dirt pit. 
Soil and dust was caked in their hair and on their hands, but they somehow had kept their clothes clean. Hey, guys. Incredible, isn't it? Never seen anything like it before. An hour of digging and not so much as a worm. Amazing! Seems a little grim, doesn't it? I suppose. Uh, sorry, just getting kidnapped last week and now this. I guess I'm kind of wary. Of course. We just focus on the positive. But you didn't come here for that kind of talk. You wanted our professional opinion on the birds? Yeah. Well, our professional opinion is that something is rotten in the state of Denmark. The flock is a well-documented species. We found references to them all over. But this doesn't fit their M.O. What do you mean? Well, they're migratory. Sort of. Bloody things circle the globe, flitting from here to there, eating along the way. And they aren't normally hungry at the same time. Are you familiar with cow mutilations? No. So, farmers walk about the fields, find a heifer dead, but not all the heifers. So circles are cut from it, organs are missing as if something sliced into it with a scalpel. That would be the flock. We've also got reason to believe they may be involved in a few missing persons cases. Wait, missing people? Could they be what happened to Abigail? Not something I'd like to think about myself. Nothing to worry about. The timeline doesn't work out. If they'd been here since then, half the county would be gone. Anyway, the birds. They nibble from place to place. Here and there, a dead cow, a hole in the roof, a tree falls. Nothing noticeable or worrisome. Well, this is a bit bigger than a couple dead cows. Exactly. The flock is growing. A rolling stone gathers no moss. But as long as they're stuck here, they've been absorbing more and more creatures into the fold. Infecting them, in a way. So why did they stop in Knox County? Ah, and the real question is revealed. Under normal circumstances, the flock, especially at this size, would have left the area a long time ago. So, something must be keeping them here. Unfortunately, we can't say what that is. Maybe a, a lodestone? A lodestone would frazzle the compasses. Pollution? Pollution may have driven them from their roots. What if they're being kept here? One of the calls said that the flock seemed to hit a wall. The words were like water in a bowl. What would that mean? If there was a force field or something keeping them in... It's possible. That could be some kind of sigil work. That would be... insane. Who would pen in a flock? Why? It would be like locking yourself in with a tiger. You've locked yourself in with a tiger. More than once. Well, yes, but... If someone fenced in the flock, they've endangered everyone in the area. What would be the point? Could you direct the flock? Like, tame it, or something? You don't tame creatures of magic. Well, not easily. There were those experiments Thorsten did in the Melkine mountain range. Aye, and there's a reason no one remembers the Melkine mountain range. Who would I talk to about sigil work? Abraham. Abraham. Oh, duh. Uh, do you know where I can find him? They gave me his address and I drove off. The sky was clear, and as I drove farther and farther from the desolation of the flock, I began to feel air return to my lungs. Hope we'll do that, I suppose. Abraham lived outside of Mount Vernon, bordering on Amish country. More than once I had to slow down as black carriages trundled past, their horses panting with exertion. It was after passing maybe the second carriage of the day that my phone went off. It was also how I nearly hit my second carriage of the day. Crud, 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 sorry! Jeez. Hello, Mordecai Dogwood speaking. I thank you for missing Deacon Thomas, Chronicler. Man owes me a cow. 
Riddle Toad. I take it you are still bitter. What do you want? If I were you, I wouldn't take getting used so personally. I suspect that it's your natural state of being. Toad, what do you want? A little birdie told me that you're investigating the flock. A birdie? Don't get excited. This wasn't a flock bird. I heard through the grapevine from a firebird in Danville. We play bridge together. Regardless, he said that you're going to talk to Abraham. Do you have birds spying on me? The birds spy on everyone, Mordecai. Well, tell your firebird that- He's his own firebird. Listen, Mordecai, I'm calling not as your better, but as an acquaintance with a vested interest. Be careful. Be careful? Be careful. Why? Abraham's home is a dual-purpose lab and petri dish. Abraham's life is sigils, the manipulation of magic through intent and symbology. I know what sigils are. He's always pushed what sigil work can do. He stopped reading the books because the books don't cover the territory he's charting. That house will be warped, maybe not even totally in our own realm of existence. Be careful, and stay close to him. Alright, good to know. I'll talk to you later. Why can't I hang up? Because I'm not done talking. I know a few tricks. Listen, Abraham is what you would call a good person. He will not hurt you, but he has also distanced himself from our mortal world. He has ventured into the realm of the spirit, the celestial dream collective, to beyond the cabinet. What is moral to him is not what's moral to you. So in short, cryptic warning, cryptic warning, cryptic warning. I'm being quite clear. Watch your every move. Or ignore my warnings. Don't blame me if you wake up on Dimos. Where? The rest of the drive was quiet. Abraham's home was a rundown farmhouse, behind it a barn partially collapsed. The lawn was nothing but crabgrass. Looked like it hadn't been mowed in a few years. Mordecai, what brings you to my home? I'm sorry, but apparently you don't have a phone? I find them distracting, yes. But you've called the show back when Abigail was running it. Well, yes, but that doesn't mean I used a phone. Magic can be an amazing thing. Now, was there something you needed? Yeah, I have a few questions about sigil work in the flock. I was told you were the person to talk to. The flock is actually the common name. The correct name is Deverantis Oskins. That said, I don't know any sigils associated with it. I'm not sure you can summon it or talk to it with a sigil. I'm not sure you can talk to it at all. No, uh, we think that someone is using sigils or something on the Deferent Austins, uh, keeping them in the county. Oh, I see. Well, come inside. We can take a look at the books. When someone says, look over my books, you might think they kept a study or den where said books would be kept. Apparently, if Abraham had a den, it had long since spread out to consume the entire house. Almost every wall was a shelf stacked with row upon row of books. Each shelf in turn was moving, carrying the books in and out of rectangular holes in the shelf wall like those conveyor belts at baggage claim. Abraham grabbed a couple in passing as we went down the hall into a smaller room, different from the rest of the house only in having two chairs facing each other over a glass top table. We sat at the table and Abraham began thumbing through his pages. So do you have any idea what kind of sigil we're looking for? I don't know. I'm thinking maybe a force field. No, uh, a force field would affect everyone, like in that Stephen King book. Did you read Stephen King? I read The Mist. Ah, yes, classic. 
I'm a Dark Tower fan myself. I find it increasingly relatable as time goes on. Oh. Which part? Uh, the parts you think. Uh, here, maybe it's a leashing sigil? Magic thickens around the limbs of the target. It becomes something almost physical. I didn't know magic could do that. You'd be surprised. I'll mark this as a possibility. Let's see. Ah, yes. It's been a while since I opened the Bestiologies. I normally leave this sort of thing to Lumily and Dividend. Let's see. Oskins, Oskins, Oskins... Huh. What? The page is missing. That's weird. Like it was ripped out or it never existed? Ripped, but neither would surprise me. I might have grabbed this book from a universe where Deverantis Oskins doesn't exist. What? Mordecai, I, I'm sorry, I feel like I'm derailing you. You ask a lot of questions. I'm a reporter. Yeah, but you've been on the job for months. Does nobody tell you anything? All the time, they just stick to specifics. Well, stop by sometime and I can teach you about the functionings of reality. It's really interesting in a looking at rocks kind of way. Thank you. No worries, uh, but in regards to the topic at hand, I'm sorry, Mordecai, but uh, without the page on Oskins, I can't answer your questions. I know just as little as you do. But you think it's a leashing spell? Yes, but the problem with that theory is that it would take monumental energies. I don't know anything about sigil work. I was about to explain. Oh, sorry. Don't be. It's quite all right. A sigil is communication. Simple, to the point. Like any language or writing, its primary goal is to bring thoughts into a shareable medium. I can tell you my idea or write a treatise on philosophy. The difference with sigils is that the receiver of your ideas is not a person, but reality itself, made malleable by magical force. Now, charging. What gives words power, Mordecai? What allows a speech the power to sway masses and topple empires? Syntax. Pardon? Syntax. The way you put a sentence together is what makes it effective. Uh, valid point. But uh, let's, let's get more abstract. What makes prose sing? Uh, syntax again. My BA is in English. It certainly shows. Sorry, what? Feelings, Mordecai. The answer was feelings. Emotion makes a spell powerful. How? Who, what, where, when, why? That's all you ever say. As if I don't know what I'm saying. As though I'm going to stop in the middle of a sentence unless you continue to prod me along. Just let me finish my thought. Please. I was just... You asked for information. I'm giving it to you. Just sit down, shut up, and learn something. Okay! Thank you. Jesus. Where was I? Right, sigil work. It's powered by emotion. The emotion of the writer, but bigger spells need extra feeling. What kind of feeling? Fear and panic are the most powerful. You can siphon that from uh, sacrifice. You mean killing a person? You are never more afraid than the moment when you die, but no, it doesn't have to be a person. Most people who dabble in the art prefer rodents or small birds, like doves. Many apes and monkeys, being highly intelligent, also work quite well because they have a vague understanding of death, which means they learn to fear it. Of course, that applies tenfold to humanity. We alone of all creatures, apart from maybe elephants, truly feel the weight of our mortality, so the panic in our death is monumental. So it sounds like you'd have to really know the, the victim for it to be effective. No, but it helps. You can also feasibly siphon the emotional energies of... I'm sorry, I didn't realize how late it was getting. Finish your thought. I really can't. Uh, I'm expecting a guest very soon. It's a minor drake from Hogue's Object. Uh, maybe we could pick this up another time. Why don't you want to tell me, Abraham? I don't want to tell you because I'd rather you left, in all honesty. 
I can lose myself in Kaigaki and... Please sit down, Mordecai. The Riddle Toad warned me about you. He said you don't have the same morality as everyone else. Mordecai, calm down. What else can you siphon? The emotions felt by others for the sacrifice. Uh, friends, loved ones. Go on. People instinctively know there's power in killing a celebrity. They just don't realize how powerful it can be. Uh, for instance, John Lennon's death powered the Reagan economic boom. Abigail. I think you understand. She was everything to this community, and we're in a magical hotspot. Kill her, and you could do a lot of things. Almost anything. Almost. Why did you kill her? You should calm down, Mordecai. Why did you kill Abigail? Mordecai, I will tell you. I am more than willing to tell you, but you have to promise me that you will not go to the police or anyone else. You can't air this. You can't talk about it until you hear me out. And what if I can't make that promise? As the building shook on its foundations, as dust fell and light fixtures flickered, a single member of the flock had flown in and bit me. Bit is a weak word. It ripped a chunk out of my shoulder and kept biting over and over. I grabbed at it, pulled, but it did nothing. It was light to the point of feeling hollow, but I felt its muscles bulge in my grasp in, in ropes and cables. The pain was terrible. And then it flew away. I tried to keep my eyes open, not close them from the pain, and I could see the bird flit onto Abraham's outstretched finger. Ugh, my favorite shirt, too. See, Oskins, like most birds, struggle to digest their food. This little monster's been in my house too long. I'm giving you a chance, Mordecai. Promise me the police won't be involved, and I will tell you everything. Don't? And that's the first bite of a thousand. I pushed myself to my feet, tried to run out of the study. But inches from the doorway, the frame shook, and in an explosion of plaster, a new wall slammed down from the ceiling, entombing me in the room. I looked to Abraham, grabbed books from the shelf to throw at him, but every book I threw came back to me like a boomerang, slamming into my face. My nose cracked and blood poured into my mouth. Abraham watched me, unmoving, then brought his free hand to the Oskin. His hand gently went around its throat. The Oskin struggled in his grasp, curled its body to scratch at his fingers. He didn't care, raising it above his head. And with a flick of his wrist, he wrung its neck. And then it was a smear. That'll bring them all coming now. I'm sorry this was necessary, Mordecai. You evil bastard! I am anything but evil. I wanted to talk and you forced my hand. At least with your death, maybe something good can happen. I was suddenly slammed to the floor, pinned down by a column of ceiling. I choked on plaster and blood, tried to struggle, but couldn't move. Abraham picked up the jellied remains of the Oskin and began drawing circles around me. Tula Malasa, Tula Malasa, Unglak, Tula Malasa, Unglak, Shefor, Intar, He's No, He's No, Ung, Ung, Ung. People are gonna suspect. Lumali and Dividit know where I went. You kill me and everyone in Knox County! I know. But I do what I have to, Mordecai. I want you to know that your life did matter in the end. It mattered. They'll find you! Eventually, yes. But in the meantime, you're going to help me save the world. From what? The flock ate their way through the walls, squirming from the wood like grubs from a corpse. 
Being eaten alive is as painful as it sounds. Because I was being squished, they could only eat along my silhouette. I felt them eat fingers, toes, felt the meat disappear, but at the same time still feeling where my fingers were. Was this how Abigail died? Was it quicker? Slower? Did she cry as much as I did? Uh, but the flock eats everything. They avoided Abraham, swarmed around him, but they began to eat at the pillar, desperate to find a new angle from which to eat me. I suddenly felt the pillar topple, fall to the side. I immediately felt the pain as the flock began tearing at my back, but I could also move again. I had enough muscle left in my limbs to spring up and tackle him, and all the flock that were eating me were now eating him too. I clutched to him as tight as I could. I was starting to feel cold and my thoughts came from far away, but Abe was going with me and in the end, that was all I cared about. The last thing I felt was the earthquake. Then I was gone. Mordecai? Oh, hey. I didn't think you'd be back already. I don't feel a lot better at home than I do here. Right. I was just talking about what happened at Abe's. Heesh. Can you say that on the radio? I don't know. I guess we'll just have to wait for the FCC to knock down our door. You guys covered worse, though. Yeah. Um, I think you should talk about what happened next. All right. Well, it started with the call. Hello? Radio woman who isn't Abigail. Ned. You must come to the young hobble with Snickers at once. Listen, you're kind of Mordecai's thing, and I have stuff to Mordecai do- Mordecai is dying, Ned. What? Abraham's abode has fallen. I crouch in the ruins, having dragged what remains of Mordecai from its bowels. You must come, Ned. I have done all I can, but I need the wasset. Ned? Hello? Hello? Of course, I was already in my car by that point. Snickers and recorder in my hand. Abraham's house was... not one. Just... just this spiky heap of wood. Deflated, kind of. You could hear the flock still. The ones dying in the rubble. When I was climbing through it, they snapped at me. One tore off the lace from my sneaker. But I didn't care. Riddletoad squatted near the rubble's center. He was doing something with a burnt bundle of weeds with red paint on the end. He was drawing a circle in a star in a sun each filled with squiggled writing. At the center was what was left of Mordecai. I would appreciate it if your excrements were kept away from the glyph. This is my last pot of cinnabar, and I'm not sure if China is still exporting. Uh, Mordecai, my god, where's Abraham? Gone. Eaten more likely than not, and what's left of that is crushed under timber and mortar. Oh god. Don't weep for him. No doubt he's responsible for what happened to our friend. Ned, I need your help. For what? We need to power the sigil. Well, the flock They're is- They're too far gone. I'm using the panic as a piggyback, but we need one more push to carry us through. Well, what do we- No. Ned. There has to be another way. Don't be a child about this. You can't kill Snickers! Ned, we don't have time for this. Are you honestly saying that your pet is more valuable than Mordecai? 
No, but- Then bring it here now. Snickers had very soft fur, and he purred when you carried him. He even knew when I was carrying him, he knew I was crying so hard, and he licked my chin and nuzzled my face. I told him how good he was, how much I loved him, and I cradled him so hard until he squirmed because he was uncomfortable. Ned, pass him to me. I love you, Snickers. You're a good baby, sweetheart. You're okay, boy. You're okay. You're okay. You're... <coughs> and I was back. It's confusing waking up after being almost dead. It's dark and empty and... Then suddenly you have to remember color and shapes and try to reshape the fact that you exist. It was like watching bread rise, the missing muscle and skin bulging. Mostly it itched. This process will take a few hours. Watch over him. I have left bottles of water and a tin of nuts behind that clump of electrical wire. Where are you going? I have things to attend to. Are you kidding me? You just swoop in, kill my pet, I and have now many plates spinning, Ned. Now that this one has stabilized, I have to catch the next one. Good luck. Ugh, you freaking wart pit! I never said I wasn't. Guys. Mordecai. Hey. If you ever, ever go anywhere without telling me again, I will stuff all our sound equipment down your throat. Do you get me? Abraham killed Abigail. And that's how we found out who killed Abigail. Yesterday. Jesus, only yesterday. We had a little funeral this morning. Just me and Mordecai and Lumily and Dividit. Dividit played bagpipes. Uh, when Ned had finished the... the service, I asked Lumily and Dividit about magic again. About how they stayed cavalier. This time they had an answer. We've been thinking about that since you asked earlier. I think we've got an answer. Magic like this has a push and a pull. We lost something very dear to us. In exchange, we got you back. A lot of magic is like that. It can be really dark, but it can also do a lot of good. We try to make it our job to see the good, to bring it out when we can. I thought when this was all over, when we finally found out where Abigail was, things would feel better. But they feel... Like nothing. <sighs> this must be such a downer to listen to. It's the truth. Let's open up to callers. Caller one, you're on the air. Hello, Mordecai. No. I'm sorry. If it's any consolation, I was in very much the same boat as Mordecai. This is why you prep a teleportation and healing sigil every morning. Why are you calling us? Because you deserve an explanation. You need to understand my We side. don't need to understand a damn thing! Snickers is dead because of you! I, I don't know who that is. I'm sorry. Mordecai, you must understand that everything I've done has come from a place of goodwill. Faking the Abigail calls, summoning the flock, it's all for the same reason. You were the one calling us? Okay, get stuffed, psycho ass! Stop cutting me off! It's rude, and you need to understand why I'm doing this. 
I'm saving the world. Those earthquakes are only the beginning. More of them will come day by day until- We'll find you, Abe. We will find you, you hear me? And when we do it, it won't matter why you did anything, because you took her away from me, you monster! I had hoped you'd see the bigger picture. So few people do. He said he was going to save the world. What do you think he meant? We're out of time. We need to talk about this! We're out of time! Jesus Christ, end this episode already! Just freaking end it! I'm Mordecai Dogwood, and this was the magical history of Knox County. Goodbye. And stay safe.